This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good afternoon and welcome into Grant and Danny. Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. We are happy to have you with us as we take you. All the way up to 6.30. Got a couple chances for you to win tickets today, Danny. Okay. Not you specifically. Oh, I, I'm, an, I'm an eligible. Although, if you're a lucky duck, maybe you'll win them too. Okay. We're going to be giving away tickets to see the Capitals at 3 o'clock when Dane Brugler joins us. He is one of the great analysts when it comes to the NFL draft in the country. We're going to ask him to compare and contrast Drake May, possible number two overall pick from UNC, Jaden Daniels. Heisman Trophy winner, possible number two overall pick from LSU. Brugler at three. We're giving away Caps tickets at that time. And then we've got tickets to our big event on February 2nd for 106.7 The Fan on stage live with uh, the Team 980. John O'Ran's going to stop by at five. We'll give those tickets away at the beginning of that conversation right at five o'clock. Huge news in sports media today, and that's what he covers. Yeah. Netflix is getting into the live sports game. They have signed a massive deal with WWE Wrestling. They're going to televise Raw. If you don't like wrestling because you're a grown-up and you don't eat your boogers perfectly fine, bottom line is Mm -hmm. this is their foray into sports. So we've long been thinking about this, right? And by the way, it would have been a much bigger story, but we had a lot of business going on around these parts with the hiring of Dreamboat GMs and coaching searches and firing of the old staff, et cetera. But Amazon swoops in. And basically rescues all these RSNs that were falling off a cliff. They grabbed them, picked them back up, and rebuilt the kayak. And now they're going upstream again, it seems. Which is to say Massive. that all those baseball teams are going to have their games streamed on Amazon. Now, regrettably, the Nats and Masson aren't one of those teams. Maybe one day in the future we'll get there. Mr. Bezos, come on by, bud. But there's a lot going on. You and I are nerdy and we're into that kind of stuff. And hopefully other people are, too. So we'll talk to John O'Rand about that at 5, and that's when we're giving away the tickets to the live event at Bethesda Theater on February 2nd. How is old Danny Huhay today? I'm very well, my friend. This is one of these cool things where, I don't know how to describe this the right way. I'll do my best, though. You've got certain memories and things that stick with you as a sports fan, right? Like, my first memory that I can really, like, it's seared into my brain. I don't really know what was going on. I was just a little kid. But jumping up and down when Riggins went around the left end and, and broke the tackle of the Miami Dolphins player, ran for a touchdown on, on, on fourth and one in the Super Bowl. I couldn't have told you what happened the rest of the game, but I remember that. It's burned into my brain. Several moments like that kind of throughout history. I remember Kobe Bryant's 81-point game. For whatever reason, I happened to be watching that game that night. Right? Somehow, I don't know if we had league pass. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was out at a bar. But you 
saw something was special. That was January 22nd, 2006. Well, how about last night in the association? Two different guys scored north of 60 points on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant going for 81 against the Raptors. Just stuff like that. These little connections as a sports fan and links you to different parts of your life. It was cool to think about. Yeah, last night in the NBA was just unbelievable. I mean, what an evening where you've got two different bigs at the same time vying for 70 points in the same night. I think we'd had six players ever do it. And then Joel Embiid dropped 70. By the way, he did it by hitting one three-pointer. I wouldn't have thought that was possible mm-hmm. in this NBA. Someone goes for 70, I'm going, oh, they hit 16 threes or you know, whatever. They were the unconscious, yeah. One for two from deep, 24 of 41 from the field, shot 59%. He went to the free throw line 23 times. He made 21 of 23 free throws and route to 70 points. Just a masterpiece. And then, subsequently, you had a 60-point effort from Carl Anthony Towns last night. We thought for a little while he might go for 70. It ended up that he ran out of gas late. The Timberwolves actually lost that game to the Hornets, by the way. 128-125 as Cat went for 62 with eight rebounds. And his coach called him out after the game for being selfish Said the whole team basically got to a point where they were just hunting numbers. It wasn't about winning the basketball game. You know how salty I would be if I scored 62 and I get to the locker room? I know we've lost, but I'm kind of you know checking my text messages and seeing what my buddies thought back home. And then I find out my coach is throwing me under the bus about 100 feet away somewhere. Yeah, that's tough. In a press conference room. Uh, I don't love I don't that. I don't think he was wrong, though. I mean, I don't know if you saw the end of the game with the game on the line. Towns went one-on-four hero ball and lost the ball, tried to draw a foul. But that basically was the whole fourth quarter. It was definitely like yeah, once it got to fifty, nonsense. it was like let's go AAU style. Uh, by the way, the Timberwolves are really good. They lost to a god awful Charlotte Hornets team. Timberwolves are thirty and thirteen. People sleep, but yeah, he did it the way you'd think it would happen these days. He got up thirty five shots, which by the way is an astounding number. But he had ten threes. He had thirty points alone just from threes. Uh, went to the line a bunch, and, and he was outstanding for most of that game as well. I want to pivot to the NFL, and I want to get into the coaching searches going on around the National Football League. It became pretty obvious to me late last week that Jim Harbaugh was likely to end up with the Chargers, and I still think Bill Belichick is going to end up with the Falcons. But if that is what ends up happening, and those two pairings come to fruition, Harbaugh to the Chargers feels like a done deal. Reporters are suggesting you know, they're closing in on some type of an agreement. Belichick to the Falcons, I'd say, is a little more wide open because they're still bringing people in for second interviews and planning on flying out to Detroit to talk to Ben Johnson next week like Washington is. So I guess there's a possibility they go in a different direction. But I don't know where you're at on this. I think Harbaugh ends up with the Chargers, and I think Belichick's the guy for the Falcons. And if that happens, this is just a game of musical chairs. There aren't that many more seats to sit in. There were eight openings. There are now five, right? When there were eight... Drod Mayo went to New England. Now there are seven. Antonio Pierce, interim coach with the Raiders, has the interim tag removed. Now there are six. Brian Callahan yesterday struck an agreement with the Tennessee Titans. Now there are five. I want to get back to that in a second. Five openings left. If Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, now there are four. If Belichick goes to the Falcons, now there are three. To me, if those two things happen, how would Ben Johnson not end up in Washington with the Commanders? Is he going to choose Carolina over Washington? I don't see that. You wouldn't think so. 
mean, they just had to hire an internal candidate because nobody wants to go to that organization right now. Maybe they could double the salary or give him second contract money or something like that. His agent, Richmond Flowers, who once coached under Kyle Shanahan here in D.C., you know, would pounce at that deal, but I don't see it. So it's Carolina, Seattle, Washington, the last three teams, if Harbaugh and Belichick are going to the Chargers and Falcons, respectively. I just don't think either of those two teams are that competitive with the commanders for Ben Johnson. So to me, there's a lot of talk about Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, Aaron Glenn. You know, we're throwing all these names around. I'm just mathing, and it's starting to look more and more as this music stops being played and people are sitting in seats. Like Ben Johnson to D.C. is feeling like a reality. It feels more likely after the dust settles with those two potential moves, right? Where if the Chargers land Harbaugh, and that's a thing, that to me was the biggest threat. To me, that's like a 95% thing right now. Based on, I guess anything could fall through. But just, I have no information. I'm not talking to anybody. But from the outside looking in, that always made a lot of sense to me. If he's coming to the NFL, he'll want to handpick a good quarterback situation. There's no quarterback situation with a vacancy in this cycle as good as the Chargers. Frankly, you might go the next five cycles and not be able to land a quarterback Mm -hmm. on a team that fired a coach like Justin Herbert. And now you got all the reporters who are following it saying they made him a really sweet offer. It seems like Harbaugh really likes what he's hearing from the Chargers. That feels like close to a formality at this point. The only variable for me is the, you know, Harbaugh minute for myself factor where it could all just be a leverage play to get another five million bucks a year out of Michigan. That's the only variable to me. True. That's very fair. Also, they don't have a GM yet. I'm th- they're oh, by still the way. <laughs> interviewing GMs, which is another reason why I think that makes sense for Harbaugh because he's going to suck up so much oxygen and dictate terms on players to, to an extent that... That's a sneaky good point. I think if you hire Jim Harbaugh, now the GM fits in around him. It's like a Christmas tree in yep. a room, right? Generally, the room is already set up and you just have to get a tree that fits with your furniture. What if you started with the Christmas tree? <laughs> That's right. And, and they're potentially going to hire Harbaugh before they figure out exactly who their GM is, which I think is another reason why he might be interested in that job. I mean, the other factors that, you know, stuff that it kind of is, is, is outside our purview where we're just looking at situations. And again, it's very enticing. It's the reason Adam Peters is here, new ownership group. That's obviously pretty forward thinking and smart. And they're going to give you a chance to execute your vision. Salary cap space, number two, overall pick. All those things are obvious. We've talked about them, right? The, Stuff that we don't see, like, I, I mean, I have no idea. Ben Johnson's wife loves Seattle and thinks grunge music rules and, like, wants to live there. Her I mean, brother lives there, and they love their nieces and nephews. It's that sort of thing, right? I'm like, making that up. That's the kind of stuff that may or may not do it. Like, you know what? I can't stand mid-Atlantic weather, right? or I want to go to a place that already has a dome. I have no idea. Those are the kinds of things that can kind of hold this up that we wouldn't even think about. But on paper, this is a thing. Like, on paper, it's very hard to see someone else being better looking than us right now, which is not what we're used to. I'm not really sure what to do with my hands. Do I put them in my pocket? Do I stand at the bar, send out the vibe like Lloyd and Harry? I don't know. But it feels like it's more likely if those two dominoes fall, and it sounds like they're falling. Yeah, I just – it was the Chargers or Washington for Johnson all along. And I think there's a reason that he has become the front runner and the most likely hire in D.C. And if you look at – sports books and anywhere where you can find odds, it's most likely that Ben Johnson ends up in D.C. with the Commanders because the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh is probably going to happen. The Falcons are another team that seems in on him, and that's not a terrible situation, assuming they're going to pay a quarterback to come in there. A lot of people have linked 
Uh, Belichick as an example to the Falcons, and the idea would be that they'd sign Kirk Cousins if he becomes a free agent. Now, Belichick handles that defense. Cousins comes in and helps improve that offense, which felt like, while the personnel's not anything like Minnesota's, you know, it could be pretty good with the addition of a quarterback, get the run game going with B. John Robinson. I'd be curious to know what they do in terms of an offensive coordinator. But look, the, the Falcons, just like Washington, they should want Johnson over Belichick. They should want an, you know, an offensive-minded guy to potentially pair a quarterback with in the future. Whether they draft a guy in the top 10, maybe they trade up for Jaden Daniels to number three if New England will come back, or maybe it is free agency and you go get Cousins. Or why not trade for Justin Fields if you're Atlanta? That's what I would do today. And hire Ben Johnson or, or Bobby Slowick and trade for Justin Fields and go that route. But it doesn't seem like that is their priority. Again, this is all speculative from the outside looking in. They're the only team, by the way, and this is fascinating to me, that seems to really be in on Belichick. I don't even think he's interviewed with anybody else, but he certainly isn't an interview too and a favorite anywhere else. Greatest coach of all time, maybe. And he's not getting a whole lot of run. I saw Adam Schefter talking about this yesterday. He was pointing out how, do you remember when Tom Brady left New England? Everyone wondered, like, what was next for him? Mm Mm-hmm. It ended up that only two teams actually took his calls or made calls to him. And the two teams at the time were the Chargers and the Bucks. And as he would go on to bounce back, because he was coming off of a, a regression a little bit, if you remember at the end of his time in New England, his final throw was a pick six in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kind of capped what was a really disappointing year for him. And I think the thought was maybe he didn't have a whole lot left in the tank. But he ends up throwing for 5,000 yards, and the Bucks go in a Super Bowl. And when you looked back, you thought, well, how dumb was it in a league where everyone wants a quarterback? All these teams need a QB, and two of them were seemingly interested in Tom Brady when he became available. And he'll sign a below-market deal, for the most part, to go quarterback your program. It's insane. I mean, And he referred to one of those teams, right, saying, this bleeping bleep is the guy you chose instead of me? I can't believe it. Right. Right? Yeah, was it the Raiders and Derek Carr or something? So. We never found out, maybe. Was it the Niners and, and Garoppolo? Yeah, for people that don't remember maybe. what we're talking about, he was on the LeBron James like barbershop mm-hmm. kind of sit-around-talk-sports HBO show, and he told them without saying the name of the player that his agent had called a team that he was interested in playing for. And they're like, no, nah, we're good, man. We got a guy. And Tom Brady's point was, you're going with that loser <laughs> over me? I'm Tom Brady, man. <laughs> But only two teams were interested. Now, a lot of people have kind of said the same thing about Lamar Jackson this year. Atlanta, Washington, some of these clubs that are quarterback starved that did not move mountains to go get Lamar this offseason. And they've kind of taken them to task as he's going to win the MVP award. And with another strong defensive performance and another gem from Lamar, they could be in the Super Bowl this season. I still think that that argument is preposterous because he was never leaving Baltimore. They had his rights. They had to decide to let him walk, and they were never going to do that. The Brady thing's completely different. He was legitimately a free agent. No control from New England to keep him. You don't have to trade picks. You don't have to give up a bunch of assets. It was just, do you want this guy or not? And 30 teams said, nah, we're okay, thanks. We are. But that's kind of happening with Belichick again. I'm not that surprised because he's going to want some personnel control, which he isn't good at, because there's some question maybe that the league is moving past his style of leadership anyway. And he is defensive in a league that's trending toward offense. And for all those reasons, he's just not in vogue anymore. It feels like an old dog, new trick situation. But 
If you would have said to me only one team is truly considering Belichick when he became available, I still would have taken the over. That's crazy to me. I think I think people have wised up. I mean, they, they look at the last several seasons, really starting with the decline where Brady was masking all the inefficiencies as to how bad they were personnel-wise. And then they went, well, who's responsible for that? And that's the guy that's going to walk into our building. I, I, like it, I think their, their draft record and their signing record is so poor that even his input in the process is invalid and bad. I, I, I think that's the perception at this point. And people have forgotten about the fact that that guy can still really coach football. I was going to say, here's the problem with that. He can still coach. Mm-hmm. Give Bill Belichick 53 guys. Give all the other coaches in the National Football League the same guys. He will get more out of them than, than most 75, of the guys. 85% yeah. of those coaches. But I say that, and I'm hypocrite. Because I don't want him here. You want nothing to do with it. I wouldn't have interviewed him. I wouldn't have called him. I just think somebody should. That's how I feel about Dan Quinn. Somebody should. Somebody should hire Dan Quinn. Somebody. Not me. Are you somebody? (laughs) It's not you, Dan. It's me. Uh, That's what I'm going through. I'm dealing with my own thing. You're Mm -hmm. perfect. It has nothing to do with you, sir. But I'm feeling good today. All signs to me are pointing toward Ben Johnson if they want him. And I guess it is possible. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think there's some agreement verbally or anything. It is possible that Aaron Glenn, probably more likely, you know, Bobby Slowick or Mike McDonald just blow you away and you go, you know what? This I, I just I woke up this morning. I came to me overnight. This is our guy. This McDonald guy might have the way to slow down the Shanahan offensive tree that's taking over the league. He's this perfect leader of men in the future. I, I can see it 15 years of being a sound defensive team with an identity. I, maybe something like that could happen. But I am at a point now, Danny, where I think if they don't get Johnson, it's going to be because they choose to go in a different direction. I don't think that's the case. I think he'll be the head coach that gets introduced here. But the Chargers were the only club that I thought might be able to dunk on Washington and, and get him. And if they're going with Jim Harbaugh, congrats, L.A. Good job. Way to go. You got a winner. Mm-hmm. Cool. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. It's going to be both successful and a lot to deal with. It clears the path for what I'm hoping for. Yeah, the Chargers, like if you ever watch Maury Povich, if you're trying to catch a cheater, they were the sexy decoy. Like that's what the Chargers were, right? And it's like if, you, if he falls for that, damn it, you know, like our relationship is over. Now it feels like the path has been cleared. And again, let me ask you this. What percentage chance would you put it at right now? This is this is your gut. Not based on info, no reporting, just in your, the in your commanders gut. commanders getting Ben Johnson? Yes. 85%. Can you imagine thinking that a month ago, two months ago, during the season, when Double R is just trotting out there saying whatever? In August, he's running Biennemi under the bus. Can you imagine this is where it'll be? It was always the dream. I know. I mean, I I got text messages to buddies from like October, and I was half kidding, but I was like, Peters, Ben Johnson, <laughs> number I didn't think they'd pick two, but you know, number five pick at quarterback. Yeah, pick nine. Bring on September. And at that time, I was saying Jaden Daniels. Now it's Drake May because I think you're picking second and you're getting, you know, pro style, pretty ready quarterback who can make some big time throws in week one. But man, oh man. Uh, All right, let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines. I just want your reactions to kind of this working theory. To summarize, 
Harbaugh's going to L.A., it looks like, to coach the Chargers and Herbert. Still think it's Belichick to Atlanta, most likely. If those things happen, Seattle, Carolina, and Washington are the three teams left for Ben Johnson. Why wouldn't the commanders be able to get him if they want him? How could those other two teams figure out a way to overtake Washington for the the number one guy? Remember, the same commanders team that got the number one GM in the cycle and got him pretty easily, it seemed like. 800-636-1067 if you want to join us on Grant and Danny on The Fan. I got to thank a listener. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on The Fan. Nelson from Dogtopia. He's my guy. He sent to this studio yesterday uh-huh. a box of Uncrustables for his guy. Me. Two thumbs. You're looking at it. Wait a minute. For you? Yes. So remember, I was talking oh, about yes, I, I had never had an Uncrustable until this year, but now I'm big on the Uncrustable game. Yep. I love them so much. They're really delicious snacks. And they had, for some reason, in the market, we have Uncrustables that we can buy and eat. They'd locked them last week. You just couldn't get to the Uncrustables. They were literally the whole market where we're supposed to be able to buy snacks and stuff. For a day, for some reason, everything was just locked. It was like they forgot to open it back up when they loaded it or something. I don't know. But I guess he heard the struggle. It was a real struggle. It was... What am I supposed to do? Like, I, I like to. I, you're trying to buy them. Like I want to get one. I'm wasting away to nothing over yeah. here. So he heard that and he bought me some Uncrustables and sent them in. So I got to say thank you to That's him. So nice. Did you see, by the way, that the Ravens eat thirty to sixty Uncrustables per day, and that this season they ate seven thousand five hundred Uncrustables as a team? No wonder why they are on the verge of the Super Bowl. Is that real? They are the Uncrustable team. Yes, this is very real. There was a story written by, um, there's a woman who runs their, like, nutrition and everything for them. And basically, she did a big story. Someone, probably The Athletic, they do great journalism, like, fun stuff like this. But someone wrote a piece about, like, all the snacks that they eat and all the things she provides for them. And essentially, what she said is somewhere along the way this season, they just became, like, obsessed with Uncrustables. And they just go through dozens and dozens of Uncrustables every day. Players are just coming in and pummeling. 60, 70 Uncrustables as a team each look, day. Look at that. The NFL nutritional snack, the Uncrustable. I would not have thought that. So if you're wondering, what do I do? Chiefs, Ravens this weekend, who do I bet? Just remember. Which team has more Uncrustables? Uncrustables will put the Ravens over the top in that game. That's my thought. A lot of people are looking at officiating trends. Mm. How is this guy call games, home and road team, win splits? Uh-uh. Who eats more Uncrustables? It's the Ravens. At their at their practice facility. Amazing. Question for you guys is, what would keep Washington from being able to land their number one choice? And I'm not going to say definitively it's Ben Johnson. I happen to think it is. Ben Johnson alert. But in a hypothetical where whoever that is, like you're you're now down in, in this reality where Harbaugh to the Chargers, Belichick to the Falcons, it's you, Seattle, Carolina, three teams looking for a head coach, Johnson, McDonald, Slowick, and others are still out there. Why wouldn't they be the team to get their guy? That's my question. It would have to be some factor that's beyond their control. That's the best I can think of. And I, and I know that sounds Homerish, but again, it's that type of thing that we wouldn't think of or appreciate or believe. For example, um, you know, Mike McDonald grew up 
hating Washington because he's from somewhere else and doesn't want to coach here ever. Or, uh, you know, uh, Ben Johnson's got family ties somewhere else. Whatever that is, those kind of situations behind the scenes that we wouldn't think about where you've got semi-equal offers or maybe, you know, if there's an underbidding uh, by this team thinking that, you know, they could just get their guy because it's a good situation. Maybe somebody comes in with, you know, you know, think, think about buying a house. Someone comes in with half a million dollars over asking all cash. Weird stuff can happen, but right now on paper, Washington's in the best spot to land whoever they want. I think they're going to. It's starting to trend in that direction. Chris is in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? How are you? What's going on, Grant? So, listen, I've been thinking, of it. if we hit the trifecta, the, the Paulson trifecta, right? We've already got one leg of the trifecta. We have. By the way, Adam Peters, right? I mean, this was a loud, proud trifecta that I was calling for starting in November. So if we end up hitting the Peters-Johnson-May trifecta, saddle up, let's rock and roll. Oh, that buddy. would that'd be a nice well, call in your shot. I, like, I want to know, is Mrs. Paulson ready? Like, does she have the babysitter on speed dial? Has she started browsing Airbnbs, hotels, whatever? Because we know it's going to be party time. And, uh, you know, at the Paulson it household. Is. What, what's the nice the place that you and your wife have gone to? The super expensive place out in, like, Leesburg area? Oh, what's... Uh, all the gnats go to it. Oh, uh, well, I'm blanking. It's, it's like in Middleburg. The, the it's lizard um, or something. The salamander. Salamander. I knew it was something weird about yeah, it, yeah. crawling it. We're going to have to do a weekend at the salamander, Chris. They don't, they don't discount a, a square inch out there. You, you get you your money's worth. some yard birds? <laughs> there might, we we yard could probably do that, so... too. I mean, that would be quite the okay. triumvirate to put... The Peters Johnson May situation. Yeah. And 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 we might have to find a guest host for the day after, Danny, because I don't know if Mr. Paulson's gonna make it in. He's gonna lose his voice. Um, And he's entitled. That that that, because Grant doesn't have Super Bowls in his in his memory bank. This would be your Super Bowl. It would be. Like an off season, big acquisitions, but sensible ones. Like that's as good as it's gotten for my guy watching football. So you're telling me there's a chance. I still am on the over the moon to use an old person phrase that mm-hmm. they got Adam Peters. I mean, really, truly, we don't talk about it every minute of every day because it kind of happened. And what what are we supposed to do? Just keep talking about how Peters is here? Yeah, there's a next order of business because they're in the middle of a search. I'm still elated. It's still one of the great accomplishments of my lifetime that this football team was in a position to land the best player picking executive available that all the teams wanted, and they got him. So that's awesome. Big old win. Put a check mark next to it. Now they can get the most sought-after head coach in the last two cycles. And he would fit the category that is what the league is trending toward. People think I love Ben Johnson personally. I don't. I love what he represents. He happens to be the smartest play-calling, best offensive designing person in this cycle. If that was someone else, I'd want them. It's not like I like Ben Johnson's jawline or the fact that he played at North Carolina or... I think it's cool how his voice sounds. Those things are fine, too. I'm just, I could fill out a blind ballot. You hand me the resumes, I'll pick the guy year in and year out. Oh, this guy who's got the top five offense every year. And then you're picking second. And you got a chance to get yourself a quarterback, to go with your offensive coach, to go with your hot shot GM. Other than actually achieving on the field, which I can't touch a button and do. That's not really. What's better than that? That's setting the design up, right? That's basically set. That's your blueprint. Now we're laying the foundation. Hopefully, you're able to build a house. There's a great chance it doesn't work, though. By the way, that's that. That's not the issue here. 
right? For those that are rolling their eyes at the next hot shot that comes up, the next guy that is can't miss that ends up missing. I mean, Arthur Smith just got left for uh, you know left for dead out of Atlanta. He was the hot offensive mind who worked wonders in Tennessee with uh, with Ryan Tannehill. Brian Dable was as can't miss as you come his first year, for goodness sakes, in New York. He took a cast of misfits, brought him to the playoffs and won a game. Now it's a disaster. All these things, there's so many challenges that get in the way. The point is, it's no longer we're the disaster, right? This is just a regular old football operation where the sexiest name is going to end up here in all likelihood. Even that, to me, is what's refreshing about it. The proof will be in the pudding. I can't wait to see the designs. I can't wait to see what they do. And trying to build something special, not build something okay, and then congratulate yourself for it, and then make a bunch of excuses on the way out the door. The point is to try to build something great. This is the framework for it. Yeah, I can't promise you it's going to work. All I can do is look at 20-plus years of data and say, this gives you the best chance to. It's like quarterbacks. When people say, oh, you don't have to take one at two. Well, of course you don't. You don't have to take one at three or four or five either. You could find one in other places. But the chance of finding one in the seventh round is... 0.02%, and in the sixth round is probably 1%, and in the fifth round is probably a 9%, and in the fourth round is probably 11%, and in the third round is probably 18%, and in the first round is probably 42%. You know, and in the top five is probably 49%, and, you know, 27 through 32nd overall. Like, all I'm trying to do is get the best opportunity here. You may be wrong, but if you go young offensive play caller with a lot of success designing offense the last couple of years, it gives you the best shot. Let's go to Zeke in D.C. Zeke, I saw you average 3.5 yards per carry this season. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen, now, the only way I can see uh, uh, Johnson going somewhere is if they give him that coach-centric approach where he gets to pick the groceries. Uh, that's the way I think he, we would not get him as a, as an offensive coordinator. However, saying that, I don't want him as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's all that great. So why do you want him? I don't want him. I'm just oh, you don't want him at all? Because we're talking about head coach, for the record. For the head coach, right. So who are you hiring? Oh, we already got him in-house. We got him. He's already our offensive coordinator. I promote him to head coach. EB. Yeah, I know you guys don't like that, but I looked at it and I said, look, just just do this. Take EZ and put him as OC of Detroit or Houston, and take either one of them and put them last year as OC of the Commanders, do you think they would have a winning record? Be honest. Well, I'm not judging them by the record. I, I think they'd have better no, offenses. No, actually, hold on, hold on. Do you think they would have a winning record based on if you switch positions? No. Yes no. no. But I don't care that okay. they didn't have a winning record as it pertains to enemy either. But no, I don't think they're they the would worst have. defense in the sport. Okay, okay, but my point is, I don't think he got a fair chance. You, you guys said he's pass pass happy. Sam Howell threw 612 attempts last year. Guess who was number second? Number two. Do you know who was number two? Patrick in Mahomes. Attempts? No. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Do you know him? Oh, Jared, Jared Goff, yeah. They probably ran a lot more plays, I would imagine. All those too. first downs the and per- points and the stuff. The percentage yeah, of throws is what's important in that stat, not just the number. But here's why he probably had a better percentage, because he didn't hold the ball. He didn't get sacked 100 times when you're starting at second and 12, second and 15. So he had more opportunities to run when it's second and three, second and four. All right, so I just say we just didn't give a fair chance. You got a top number one quarterback in golf. 
uh, who's been in the league, know how to read defenses that don't hold the ball. I think if you switch positions, then he wouldn't have had, he would not be the talk of the town right now. So Don real quick, I just want to ask you a quick question. So to be clear, though, you watched the Lions this year and you were unimpressed with Ben Johnson, and you watched the Commanders this year and you were very impressed by Eric Bieniemy. Did I is no, that summary correct? I watched the off, the offensive schemes were pretty good. There were great design plays on both sides. Gotcha. You can't say we didn't have great design plays here. We just, no, they just didn't, didn't work that well. The quarterback couldn't execute. Gotcha. You give me, you give me a first-round pick versus you just said, what's the odds of a fifth-round quarterback being successful? You said 9%. So I had a 9% chance where you had a 50% chance. That's not fair. Appreciate you. Thank I, you, buddy. I'm not telling you enemy had a great uh, situation. He opted for that situation, by the way. Yeah, the, the best case for your point is the non-Sam Howell times, where Jacoby Brissett few handful of drives, the offense looked a lot different and looked real good. So maybe maybe there is a, a was a design in there. I don't know. But to your point, GP, he opted in for all of that. Like Sam Howell was the guy before Bienemy was was here. You sort of knew what you were getting into, and the the slow or inability or refusal, whatever you want to call it, to adjust and cater. If you've got a guy that's holding on to the football, like uh, the caller was talking about, do something different. And for a few weeks, he did, and the results are pretty good. Yeah. Quick look at the Lions says that they ran close to twelve hundred plays. Washington ran 1,060. So, you know, 100 more plays is is how you can close a gap in terms of attempts. Percentage of throws would be more telling in terms of, you know, play selection. But really, passing, running, I'm, I'm not concerned about that as much. I, that wasn't my biggest gripe with Eric Bieniemy anyway. I do find it interesting. If, if your point is as simple as Bieniemy didn't get the best chance to, to thrive this year, totally. I can, I I can sign up for that. But if you're going... I watched the Lions. I wasn't that impressed with Ben Johnson. I watched the Commanders promote Eric Bieniemy. We watch football a little bit differently. Grant and Danny on the fan. Top of the hour, Dane Brugler covers the draft for the Athletic. He's awesome when it comes to breaking down the draft. I want to talk Jaden Daniels and Drake May with him on the fan today. This is not a drill. This report is legitimate. This is not from a fake account. This is real life, people. You are hearing my voice, my strained voice on 106.7 The Fan. This is Grant Paulson coming to you live next to his pal Danny Ruye to Hi, let guys. you know that the Washington Nationals have acquired a baseball player. They have signed a player. Here we go. They will pay him actual money. Now. Don't get too excited, but it's a player you might have heard of. Joey Gallo and his immense power is coming to the Washington Nationals. According to Andrew Golden of the Washington Post, one year, $5 million, the deal for Joey Gallo, who at one point in time hit 41 and 40 homers in a two-season span for the Rangers in 2017 and 2018. Joey Gallo, who has not hit... 200 or better mm. since 2019. Okay. That's the tough part. Don't uh, don't drag me down right now. We don't care about that. Okay? He has won gold gloves since then multiple times. He has been an all-star since then when he led the league in walks back in 2021, playing full-time, hitting 38 home runs with a 199 average. This is a guy who can drive the baseball. Last year, played 111 games in Minnesota, 21 home runs to go with a 177 average. 
but a 740 OPS. For his career, about a 790 OPS, well above league average. He came here to chew bubble gum, strike out, not get hits, but hit some home runs. And right now, he's only got a couple sticks of bubble gum left. Joey Gallo, boys and girls, to the Washington Nationals. The story here is not, what is Joey Gallo? It's a little bit less about that. They signed a player. This is a Major League Baseball player. I want everyone to understand this. So, the Nationals offered money to leave the Nationals and go to a person to to perform a service for them at the Major League Baseball level. In 2024? Yes. We got a baseball player. Yeah, we did it. it yeah. So they're going to, and the learners, right. if I have this correct, yeah. they will sign off yep. on a check yes. that will be deposited into the checking account yes. of Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo! In 2024. He man. plays Major League Baseball. Baseball. He's not like a vendor. A player. It's not a new uh, place to get a salad or no. some shrimp or a sandwich. Like Mike Rizzo, the president of hey the guys. team. Hey, guys. Who's got good ideas and knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he talked to the agent. He's like, I don't know. That's a lot of money. I'll talk to these guys. And then he went back to the ownership, and they said, hey, guy that's been the architect of a World Series team who could do it again if we just allowed him if to put a team together. just let him. They said this time, after saying no a bunch, presumably this offseason, they said, sure. Okay. What do you think Mike Rizzo did when they said yes? What? Really? <laughs> what are we? Idiots? <laughs> Wow. Oh, he plays baseball. Ladies and gentlemen. Joey Gallo plays baseball. Ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Baseball player. Here we go. Washington, D.C. Can you believe it? I can't. I'm just over the moon. I'm so, it, I am would I would rank it like when, they, when the commanders got Adam Peters. I'm using my hand. It was here. Yeah, that's the highest you can reach. A little bit below that. Nationals giving Mike Rizzo a little bit of money to sign a baseball player. It is real, man. Nick Senzel, move over. Two million for Senzel feels like so two months ago. You know? Minor league spring training invitee. Uh-uh-uh. We're up to $7 million spent this offseason. Woo! A billion and a half more. We're the Dodgers, man. Come on. This is fun. Yeah. I believe uh, we got Charlie Slows on the line. He wanted to react. This place is lit. Damn right. <laughs> Tell him, Charlie. You're damn right, Charlie. Tell him, Chuck. This place is lit. Yep. By the way, my favorite part is at the end, Joey Ryan's laughter. Gallo is him? <laughs> <laughs> you got to find the Nats calling a uh, Joey Gallo game. There's plenty of options because he's played for everybody. Uh, New York, LAD, Minnesota, Texas. Find one of those at bats. Joey Gallo. And then Joey Gallo is him. him. <laughs> they did it, man. The Nats signed a player. He plays baseball. I don't know. DH, sure. Maybe a little left field. Played some first base last year. Yeah. He can hit the ball. You know, his average exit velocity was the highest in the sport, essentially, in 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. I've seen him in the home run derby. Like, he get there for batting practice. Like, yeah, stick aside, when he makes contact, the ball stays hit. Right. Like, he puts on shows. There was a time where signing Joey Gallo, I would have have had some questions about it. Now I'm just like, they signed Joey Gallo? Baseball player was good at one point. And we'll hit some home runs. Yeah. He's let's 30. Do it. He's 30. Uh, let's talk NFL draft next with Dane Brugler on Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.